Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming back to the 757 Renaissance Man podcast. I am your host, Sean Connors, and today my guest is Christy Walker, and she is a financial literacy advocate. How are you doing this evening? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How about yourself, Sean? I am getting over being a father, but I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Oh, you never get over that. You will never get over it. <laughs> How about you grow into it? Here we grow again. I'm working you know? on it. I have a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old daughter. Okay. Yes. Okay. And oh right. my you goodness. got some little little angels, some little queens. Okay. Yes, that's a good way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They are. They are. So explain to me what a financial literacy advocate does. Okay, so what a financial literacy advocate does is um, teach the importance of financial um, literacy. Um, making, um, I, I would just say, let's start with uh, insurance. Mm -hmm. Okay, so insurance is something that we will we will insure our cars, we will insure our phones, we will even insure our. Um, homes, you know, we insure our um, property inside our homes, our appliances, our, you know, our material things, our possessions. But we won't insure our lives. We have to have insurance. You, you got to invest in you, mm -hmm. your life. You only have one life to live. So you got to invest in yourself and insurance is a way of doing that. You even got to insure your, your kids, you know, your, your family, you know, whether it be your spouse, your children, you want to make sure that they are taken care of when you are gone. Say, for instance, you leave, you happen to leave, you want to leave them a financial legacy. And so you don't want to leave them dead, you know, because like, the, you know, saying uh, Papa was a rolling stone and, you know, where, you know, he just left, you know, dead, you know, so you mm -hmm. don't want to be that, that, that guy. You don't want to be that guy to where you leave a burden on your family. You know, when you're gone, they got, it starts with your funeral, putting mm -hmm. you to rest. So mm -hmm. they got to be able to afford that to be able to uh, pay to, um, for your funeral and your arrangements and all of that and so i mean and you could even take care of that now yourself you know to make sure that stuff is in place i know we don't want to talk about it but you want to leave that legacy you know for them and so you want to make sure that they're taken care of when you're gone and that takes that's a part of even taking care of you being able to take care of you when you go on and so um it's just so important so and that that's one of the aspects of financial literacy and so um budgeting that's another thing that we um educate on budgeting the importance of budgeting um uh debt payoff basically you know how you um, pay off your debt so it's just a full gamut of things and so my real emphasis is on credit mm -hmm. the importance of credit so many people do not even understand how much of a lifestyle credit is it is a part of your vital part of your lifestyle i mean it, it let's face it it controls where you live 
It, it controls what we drive. It even controls where we work, our place yes. of employment, mm-hmm. because there are some employers that will pull your credit report and they're going to pull that before you even get the interview. You can be an awesome worker. Your work ethic could be on point. But if your credit is not on point, you won't even get to prove that to them. You won't even get to you won't even get in the door Mm -hmm. because let's face it, your credit speaks volumes of you. So does it speak well of you or does it not? So you got to make sure you keep that in the forefront of your mind that my credit needs to be in order. And Mm -hmm. so an employer could um um, think that if you can't handle your personal finances, what makes them think that you can come in here and handle the responsibilities that they're going to entrust you with? Mm-hmm. So you have to control your, be able to handle your personal finances. I mean, even business. I mean, when it comes to a business, you got business credit. Right. And so mm-hmm. you know how business, how we say uh, business before pleasure. Okay. So let's think about this with with credit it's personal before business you have to take care of your personal credit before you can establish business credit because most of when you go apply for these business loans and you know to get this business credit most of them are going to want to want to see how you handled your personal credit and so if the way they're going to look at it is if you, you're not handling your personal credit, I mean, why would they think you're going to handle your business credit? You know, they're thinking you're going to handle your business credit just like you handle your personal. So mm-hmm. if your personal is good, then business is good. But if your personal is not good, you can it's a wrap. You're not going to get that business credit. They're not going to entrust you with it. So you just got to make sure that that is in check. Your credit, your personal credit, it is an investment that everyone should take. Um, uh, an investment in themselves. You got to do it. It's, it's without an exception. Do you know that your kids, you can start, like I said about the financial legacy, you can leave with your kids. You can start establishing their credit, mm-hmm. building their credit as early as 10. You can start a bank account. You, you may, obviously, you're going to put it in their name. Mm-hmm. You know, when they get their allowance, that's what the way it started for me. As a kid, I was doing my chores, so I got my allowance and my grades. My mom told me, she said, listen, I don't pay for B's and C's. And so, because she said that, that was incentive for me, motivation for me to make sure that I was on that A on the road because I wanted to get the best value that right. I could, you know? <laughs> So she was like, oh, you don't get nothing for B's and C's. So I wanted to get something. So that was incentive for me. So I learned the value of money at an early age, just around the house. Wanting to, so she's like, you want, you want to get that doll? You want to get this little dress? You want to get this? You want to spend your money? You know, so so I learned how to save my own money to get the things that I wanted as even a kid, you know. So so of course it spilled over into my adulthood. Of course, um, she was like, I'll never have to worry about you financially because you're a little miser, you know, <laughs> you hold on to your money, you know. I, I always had more money in my account than she did, <laughs> you know. So so she taught me early. And so, and that's that's where, you know, serving in the military for 21 plus years, I learned, you know, with me going all over the world and and, uh, working in finance in the military, that there were so many people who were not educated on financial literacy. So when I retired from the military, that's one of the things I took on that I wanted to educate. 
credit is uh, the big um, emphasis that I um, focus on. And so it's, it's I'm helping people in that area of their lives is life changing. It's life changing when they see how you know them um, credit utilization, how they manage credit cards, and you know your home loan, your personal loans, your car loans, all of that stuff. You got to know how to manage that because let's face it if you don't handle your business it'll handle you yes so that's that's that is what i want to be that person to help you with that so i'm the credit plug basically i found out and i found like most people i found it out the hard way um Mm -hmm. when i was trying to buy a house yeah the importance of so i was at this point i all my bills are paid Mm -hmm. i didn't owe anybody Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a credit card because mm-hmm. I was like, why would I have a credit card, you know, mm-hmm. when I could pay for everything? So when yeah. I went to get my house, they were like, you don't have bad credit. You just you have, have no credit. lack of credit history. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm thinking I'm doing everything right because I don't owe anybody anything. Yeah, I don't have no debt. I don't owe anybody. Yeah, my cars, I had so. paid for cash. I didn't have any car mm-hmm. loans or anything. So I'm like, at least they could see, you know, I got X amount of money that I'm, I'm able right. to pay. But it was the lack of credit. Yes. It's, and that's when you can't even get it. You can't even get credit when you don't have credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a hard thing to do. So what so, would be your advice for someone to in that situation that's trying to establish credit? Okay. So the first thing that I will recommend is because you got to get some Okay, let's 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 look at it this way. Your credibility. That is your credibility. You know, they want to know, um, lenders want to know, are you trustworthy? Are you creditable? And so if you don't, meaning like lendable, do they want to lend anything to They Do they want to trust you with anything? And if they don't have anything to gauge on, then, you know, then they probably won't give it to you. So that's, you know, you can't just go um, walk in the car dealership and just say, here, I got a suitcase full of money here. I want to buy a car. No, they're going to want to want to run your credit. Mm-hmm. Now you could, you know, you could, there are ways of you being able to go into one a lender, but it's still going to um, be where you had to go to a bank or a credit union to pre-qualify and get that check, that cashier's check that you want to go in there with. So, but that still is a part of your credit worthiness. Mm-hmm. So, what I would say is someone that's trying to build their credit, they, you got to establish credit. You got to get some credit cards. I mean, whether you start with a secure one, meaning you put your own money on, say, for instance, you uh, put go to Wells Fargo and give them $5,000 and they put it on a credit card for you. It's mm-hmm. your money, but it's a credit card. So it's secured. And so once you um, prove to them that you're well doing well with the, with the, um, secured one it can graduate into a unsecured one and so if they see that you're trustworthy with your own money Mm -hmm. so because that's what you want opm Mm -hmm. other people's money you want to spend other people's money not your money so you get the credit establish the credit and so you may have to start out with getting your uh secured one with your own money and just um spending your own money you know swipe and pay swipe and pay swipe and pay and establish and build it to where that bank will see that you are trustworthy with your own money so then they're going to trust you with their money Mm 
So that's a good way. Uh, um, that's probably the best way that I would say to start with it. So like I said, what I, what I was saying earlier about your kids, you can open up account for them now, you know, in their name, you know, obviously they can't manage it, but when they get to a point where they are old enough and I think you should be teaching them here, here's your, your debit card. You want to go buy this. You wanted these sneakers. You wanted this. You're going to spend your money, not daddy's money. Your money, your allowance, you know, so you put it on a card for them. You could get a prepaid card or whatever and just put some money on there for them, you know, and say, this is your money. Now, what you want to spend it on is up to you, but you have $100 on there, you know, and start teaching them that way early. And you also can start establishing their credit by having them as an AU, an authorized user on one of your cards. And so they will, they can start as early as I think 13 or 14 being on the AU and so by the time they get um to college age and they're out there on their own and they're trying to go establish their own you have already built their credit to where they go out there I have some friends that their kids are they had 750s when they went to college they already had a 750 and so they established so that's the kind of legacy you want to give to your kids good credit good credit and so and i think that i find that a lot of parents don't have the good credit to pass along so they got to have their finances in order to educate them and to teach them and to pass that on to them so that's the biggest thing i would i would recommend that's just starting out i mean um being an au being an authorized user on somebody's account and so that'll start establishing and building your credit to where when they do get older and they want to go get their that first car loan, they have some credit already because that's that's basically it's hard to get credit if you don't have credit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So knowledge is power. Yes. What is what would be the best way to check your credit without negatively impacting your credit? OK, so. Um, that's a big myth. A lot of people think that your score gets lowered when you're checking it. It does that when when it gets pulled, when you're going to apply for something, you get hard, what to call hard inquiries. Mm-hmm. If you're going to purchase a car or even a, a, to get a home loan, they're going to pull your credit to see your credibility. And so that's when it hurts your score when they do a hard pull on you to qualify you for, you know, that home or for that, that car. But when it comes to you checking your own credit, it does not hurt it. You just have to, it's like, you can go to my FICO score.com, my FICO.com. Some of them you have to pay for, but some of them, there are, there are some ones that are free, but it doesn't give you all three when it's free and you need to be able to see all three. Because all three of your scores are different for a reason, because it could be something on one of the reports that is not on the other report. And so scores are, are like, um, they're almost like the stock, you know, they, they fluctuate, you know, you'll see them go up and down, go mm-hmm. up and down. But that's normal because it's based on how, how you are utilizing your credit, you know, through the, the cycles, you know, their pay cycles. A lot of people, one tip I can give you real quick is on your um paying your a credit card you need to know get familiar with what your 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 billing cycle date is Mm -hmm. and so your payment date is different than your billing cycle because that billing cycle you need to have made your payment before that because that's when it reports to the bureaus Mm -hmm. so you need to have paid it by then by that billing cycle date Everybody focuses on the pay date, the due date. No, you need to know your billing cycle date if you're going to be building your credit. And so you have to make sure that your credit 
um, you know, those dates, is, that's how you're building your credit by knowing that that's a part of you being a manager of your money, knowing when those dates are. If you got five credit cards, you need to know what those billing dates are. And some of them you can actually call in if you want them all on the first of the month, if you want them all at, you know, mid-month, whatever, you can, you can call and arrange for it to be on a particular day. Mm-hmm. So it helps you, you know, when you get paid, your pay cycles and things of that nature. So to where you can be on time because you don't need any late pays mm-hmm. or any derogatory um, um, marks on your, your credit reports because a late payment can be anywhere from 90 to 100 points of your mm, credit score. Okay. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts it real hard. It hits it real hard at a late payment. So in- inquiries do as well. Is it better to... Let's say I have a TJ Maxx card and I'm building up my credit. Mm-hmm. Is it better to carry a balance and pay a little bit at a time or let's say buy $50 worth of stuff knowing that you're going to pay the $50 when you get paid? It's always better to um to obviously pay it, you know, you mm-hmm. want to you want to carry a balance. You cuz you, you your utilization needs to be 30% and low. I, I always try and tell my uh, clients 25% um and sometimes you know if you can keep it under that that's even better but um you want to make sure that on your cards and you want in, in department stores cards are a killer mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're the um, apr the um the annual um percentage um rate is is too high on those so you want you want quality cards you want a amax you know visa mastercard those um cards like that you know like capital one chase mm-hmm. uh, you know you want cards like that those are good cards to where you get you know if you're going to get rewards you know get money back you know for utilizing your cards and so you 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 want to leave at least Paying it off, a lot of people think that, oh, I got all my cards, my credit cards are paid off. They're on a zero balance. Did you know that a zero balance is just as bad as it being maxed out? Because mm-hmm. it does not, it, it too much on it, if you uh, if you put it at the max, that means you're not, you don't know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. And so you got to keep it under, you don't want to max them out. No lender wants to lend someone some money who always max their cards out in the sense where they're exceeding it and they're not paying it. Now, when you pay it, you know, utilize it to the maximum and you pay it off before that cycle day before it hits, then lenders love that because mm-hmm. you're actually utilizing the credit they're giving you. And when I say that, I like you have a $10,000 uh, credit card and you only put $100 or $200 on it and you just pay that off. You, you, you're not utilizing that. They're like, oh, you don't need this credit. So then you'll find that. Oh, I was at ten thousand dollars. Now I'm at five. Okay. Oh, now I'm at now I'm at twenty five hundred. So they, they will, will take it from it. it will yes, take it. Okay. and that will drop your score. When they decrease your limit, that hurts your score. It drops your score because your trustworthiness is going down. They were like, okay, you can't be trusted with this amount of money. Why am I? Why am I lending you this money that you're not utilizing? Mm-hmm. I'm going to decrease it from you, and I'm going to increase it. For this other guy who is utilizing it, oh, they they use their credit, they need it, they want it, you know. So I'm going to lend it to them. So you gotta utilize it. If they award you a ten thousand dollar credit card, you need to like pay your bills using that card. You need to be shopping using card. And I'm gonna tell you, your debit card, you should put that away. <laughs> Don't use your money. You you got a credit card, use your money. Use your debit card to pay your bill. You mm-hmm. know to pay them back. 
But if you go to the grocery store, if you go to the gas station, you swipe and pay, swipe and pay. Utilization, utilization, that is very key that you do that. And then your payment history, you making your payments on time. Pay often and early. Okay. Often and early. Okay. So uh, besides the um, secure credit card, Mm-hmm. What are other good starter credit cards to get? Um, of course, see. the secure credit card would be ideal. Yes, mm-hmm. ideal. And then um, if you're with any kind of credit unions, mm-hmm. those are, they, they, they pride themselves on helping you in that arena. So go, just call your credit union and ask them what their products are. They'll mm-hmm. tell you which ones are credit builders for you. They'll tell you which ones that you, I mean, you, they even have a pre-qualifier. You can go in there and they'll tell you, put your information in there and they got, say they got uh, six products, meaning uh, uh, they have a cash rewards, they have an Amax, they have a, you know, a platinum, mm-hmm. you know, so all of those different cards, they'll let you know which ones benefit you will be beneficial to you. And so, just find out what products where you bank at, whether you're banking at a credit union or a bank, but credit unions are the best for that when it comes to that building your credit. And so you go find out what products do they have that can assist you in that area. Like um, I know um, some of the credit unions even have a financial department where they aid and assist you in that and tell you, hey, for you, you this card will work best for you. This card will be a good card for you to build your credit because they'll pull your score for you and all that kind of stuff. And they'll they'll basically do like a little um, counseling for you, a financial um, counseling for you to um, assist you in that area. All right. So on that, what's your, Mm -hmm. what's the best way to join a credit union? Because I know certain credit unions have criteria, like you have to Mm -hmm. work in a certain industry. You might have to live in a certain area. How Mm -hmm. do you find the best credit union for you? Um, well, you can start with your area where you are um, and you find out, you basically call them up and ask them, them what the qualifiers are for that bank. And some of your jobs, they'll t- tell you, hey, we have this credit union because you're an employee here. You can work at, you can uh, bank with this, this credit union because they have, you know, um, that relationship with them. Um, just like what CQ, it is a state, um, I think, it, what is it, state um, employers, um, credit union. You know, so you have certain ones like for me, I'm military, I'm retired military. So Navy, federal, mm-hmm. Andrews, federal, Penn, Fed. And I think um, like Penn, Fed, you, all you have to be is like a federal worker, a government employee. You don't have to be, you know, military. You know, a lot of people just think automatically you Navy, Fed, you got to be military, you know, not necessarily. But it also works have- for dependents too, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 That's what I was just getting ready to get to. Uh, family members, obviously, mm-hmm. family members can do it. And even if you have, you might have a relative that, you know, or a friend that, you know, and they can, they can um, just give their access number and say, hey, and it's not tied. It's not like, not like you're being a co-signer or nothing mm-hmm. like that. It's basically because you have that relationship with them and they have a relationship with the bank you know, that credit union, they can call in and, and say, hey, this is my access number. I have an account here and I want to get my brother, my cousin, you know, or, you know, my sister, brother or friend, you know, mm-hmm. they can. It, so it won't be tied to you like, you know, you think like, 
a, a colon, a, a, you know, like you've been um, uh, co-signing or something like that. No, it's just that you have access. Even someone who lives in the household with someone who has an account at a credit union, you can prove that you are on that lease and you mm-hmm. live with them. They have access, you know, so same thing. So there's there's ways of doing it. There's definitely ways of doing it. Okay. Another good question. What mm-hmm. is the main difference between a bank and a credit union? Okay, so a bank, um, that's basically where you, basically a bank is, it's more business. Banks, they're kind of like deal, they deal more like with businesses, you know, companies. But credit unions, they are, like I said, they are there for you to extend like, you know, uh, home loans, you know, refi and, you know, car loans and things of that nature. That's what credit unions are there for, to do that kind of thing. But banks, they're just like, strictly like professional all together where they don't really have those products and all of that stuff to help build your credit and all of that kind of stuff. So banks are, they're separate in that entity because they're not really there to assist you, aid and assist you in things of that nature, building your credit and, you know, give me the best um, um, loan when it comes to a home loan or refi or a car loan. They're not the greatest, not saying they can't do that, but credit unions are known for that. That, that is something that they provide. They, they pride themselves on providing that type of service to you. Oh, this is some great information. <laughs> it is, man. I'm telling you, I get passionate about it. I love it. And so you got to do your homework, mm-hmm. you know, you got to know that stuff. And so those are the things that you can pass on to your kids and you can educate them to where they don't have to figure it out on their own. Once they get grown and on their own, they mm-hmm. already know this stuff. So, yeah, me and it's funny at the beginning of the conversation, my mother has been very forceful about me getting my kids life insurance. There you go. There you go. You got to do that. You got to do that. And I'm going to tell you with this pandemic, a lot of people, they left out of here without, mm-hmm. you know, unexpected. And go, and, you know, go and, me is not life insurance. That's thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you. You took the words right out of my mouth because that's not. You relying on someone else. Well, you got it. You want your family to go beg in the church to bury, you know, you don't want, you don't want that to happen. You right. don't want that. You want them to be taken care of, you know? So, and the same thing for yourself, you want them to be taken care of and you, you want to be taken care of as well. You want to have that in place. All right. So it's getting late and I'm going to let you go, but I have one final great question. Okay. Someone comes to you and said, Miss Christie, I just got my stimulus. What's the best way to spend this money? Invest it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to invest it, whether you um, invested in some sort of IRA or you invested in some sort of CD or, I mean, stocks, mm, you know, if you want to, you know, if you're well enough, you're savvy enough in that. But you want it to be something to where you have something to show for it. You're investing something, you know, you put it in the savings account or whatever. Do something to where it 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 is going to you get a return on your investment, basically. Don't don't throw it away to where you don't even know where it went. You don't even know what you did with it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you I mean if it if you need to pay some bills with it, you know what I'm saying? Then you know, utilize it, make it count. Do do something where it is it's beneficial to you. All right. Same question, but I'm going to flip it a little bit. Okay. How do I take this $1,400 and build my credit? 
Okay, build your credit. Okay, so um, you could do, um, like I said, go get yourself, you know, go put it on a uh, secure card, you know, um, go and um, invest it um, in like in, in your bank or put it in a savings account or uh, some sort of pledge loan or whatever um, in your bank, you know, so again, look into those products that your bank offers so you can invest in you, yourself and to where they can make that money grow for you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I want you to tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, all your social medias, uh, websites, emails. I know you have a plethora. I've been waiting to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you can find me. Um, I, um, my business pages are um, for Facebook. It's KN Walker Financial. That's my business Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And then um, you have my um, Instagram. It is the same, KN Walker Financial. And um, my, um, I have a few um, links on my, um, if you go to my um, actual um, um, Instagram in my profile, I have a digital business card in there. And so that's where you can really find all of my information there. Just go there and you'll, you know, my emails there, my contact number, all of that, all of that's there. And even for my services, you can uh, set up an appointment with me that way. Um, you can um, see my links to get um, assistance with me um, with, with um, repairing your credit. So um, that's basically it. You know, you can reach me on those. Um, um, same thing with um, um, now Twitter. It is KN Walker Finance. Because financial was too long. <laughs> so it's KN Walker Finance on Twitter. Well, I got a sound effect yeah. for you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> ching, ching. I love it. <laughs> so I hope I would like for this to be an ongoing series. Um, okay. And maybe we could take questions next time and answer some questions for some listeners so we can help them with Miss Christy right, Walker. Get that bag. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I love it. I, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Awesome. I appreciate your time. Um, yeah, normally we don't record this late, but <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I appreciate your time. I appreciate your knowledge. Thank you for coming through. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been Miss Christy Walker. All right. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Sean. Anytime. <laughs> All right. <laughs>